Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And who boy did we watch... <laughs> did we watch for, for the end of Profile of Criminal Minds Korea? Whew! Three episodes. Three episodes. Two stories, as usual. Yeah. But, and we'll get to it in a second, but I literally got an email from her uh, at midnight. Being like, I wasn't going to watch, you know, the, the all of episodes 19 and 20. Uh, but I did watch the start of episode 19. And, oh boy! wow we Are they, you know, and the thing is, I'll say this. We've had a lot of issues with the second half of this series. Yep. We really have. The first half was dynamite. And then we had a lot of problems with the second half of the series. But they left nothing on the table in that last two episodes. <laughs> Those last two episodes. How well, many episodes could we... How many adaptations can we cram into two hours? Well, what I said... What, what I thought to myself was... This is the pulp fiction of criminal minds. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it was yeah, like... It was. I, what I was going to say was... It was like we were watching a season of Fargo where they're constantly dropping in references to other Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. Like, because every Coen, every season of Fargo is a pastiche of, like, three different Coen Brothers movies. And then they'll just drop in a reference to another Coen Brothers movie. Like, that beautiful thing in season three where a lady goes to a bar and they do... Uh, <laughs> And they do, you know, Sam Elliott in The Big Lebowski, right? Oh. <laughs> they have a weird wise guy, except instead of being a Sam Elliott type character, it's Ray Wise playing either an angel or maybe God. And it's fantastic. <laughs> he might be playing an archangel or he might be playing God and the show is not clear on it, but it's delightful. And that's, that's what this felt like. It's just like Criminal Minds reference after Criminal Minds reference after Criminal Minds reference. Well, that's One what on I top said. of another. Yeah, that's as I said. That's what I said. It's it's like watching Pulp Fiction. It is, and trying to pick out the movies that he that he, he catched and yeah. TV series that he yeah. catched from. I know it's it's fantastic. It really is. Like it's. But before we get there, let's address the other one. Uh, if we were making a list of episodes that it was <laughs> least likely for them to adapt. <laughs> This would this be one of them. Yeah, I think this might have shown up on that list. Sure. It's the one where L kills the rapist. Like, that's the episode <laughs> they did. I know, but they don't have any of the, the, the qualms. No. That, that like, you don't have the problems that you had in the L episode. No, because it's just fine. She The guy kidnaps her and she shoots him. Like, it's one hundred morally 100% okay. Although, what I kind of liked was the idea that in Korea... It's not cool for cops to shoot people. Yeah. So even though she was completely justified in shooting him, they've still got to punish her for shooting somebody. Yeah. So she got a three month suspension. suspension. And no, no, that was very nice. Well, it's interesting because it's like the attitudes we expect in the West is that if if a cop shoots somebody and they can prove it was for a good reason, they're just back at work the next day. That's yeah. what we I mean, in real life, obviously, there has to be a whole investigation. They're never at work the next day. But, you know, that is that is the the world that Western dramas live in. Whereas here, even if it was a completely justified shooting, they have to be super careful now about how the NCI is depicted, right? In the yep. press, because they're terrified that this is going to make them look like monsters if they're just Got going around shooting people. 
you know, and this is this is what I really want to know. Is the South Korean press that bad? Yeah, like that rough yeah, on the cuff. Well, not only that, because you see it in in other shows too. Like there must be something yeah. in in the South Korean media structure that I mean, it is it comes up again and again and again and again. You never get a good, um, all, almost almost never do you get a good portrayal. Of, of the, the press. press. I can think of one that was sort of semi. And even then, the woman who ran that, that particular little little tiny paper, right. uh, ended up being corrupt. So, <laughs> so it's even like the, the one nice the press uh, example, super yeah. corrupt. Wow. Well, ended up that the, that the woman wouldn't, um, yeah, the woman who ran it wouldn't, wouldn't print what she knew to be true. Oh, she and had, so, she had had, she had, you know, somebody got killed and, and, um, and then, so the, this other woman reporter who was falling in love with the hero of the, that particular K drama, um, you know, assumed that they would still be able to print it. And no, the woman basically who owned the this particular small small journalistic investigative paper yeah um said no nope. no nope, that was <laughs> it anyway so yeah, what she did so, on her own okay. is i mean it's yeah because there's yeah. you really in all of the episodes i've seen i've never seen the press thought of positively once no yeah it's no. very interesting it's and they are they are like extremely so like you get <laughs> Yeah, it's it's they're much more like sort of a lot of those not the white house scrums but you know when people ask these stupid questions yeah like like they, they walk out of a crime scene and they and you know and there's the press screaming at them who did it do you know who did it how come you haven't figured out who did it yet why haven't going, you made an arrest yet yeah why haven't, haven't you? you made an arrest yet and i'm going uh the, the, are you ever just going to catch there? the reaper yeah like they literally just walked onto the scene guys come on yeah help them you out know come little. on yeah you know you know as they're walking in to see yeah. <laughs> even as they're walking in they haven't even seen anything yet yeah. but they're supposed to have figured no, out who did it already did it. jeez yeah, so this episode is a lot like the previous episode we covered um well, two episodes back. Uh, the 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 oh no, no, it was the last episode, the one about the the stenographer who starts yeah. killing people because yeah. just like that one, this is a every plot point is exactly the same. Yeah, you have um, a few small changes. Yes, but the key elements, which is this guy has been uh, raping college students, trying to impregnate one. Yeah. Right and. Uh, Right, and then one of them gets pregnant and kills herself because she's a devout Christian and can't deal with it. She knows she can't get an abortion because she's a devout Christian, so she kills herself. Again, this is all exactly what happened in the original. And so then he changes mo his mo to go after, uh, right, to go after women who are seeking children anyway, who are getting fertility treatments, who are unlikely to abort yeah. or yeah, who exactly. Yeah, because they want a child anyway, they're unlikely to abort or, or kill commit themselves suicide or, like or give it up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, and it's, I mean, that's, that was exactly the plot of the original, right down to the guy working for the security company who, uh, D, who, you know, covers for the, the, I know, cause there's three levels. There's the fertility clinic and then there's the market research company that the fertility clinic sells its information to for marketing purposes. And then on the third level, there's the company he works for, which is the security company that deals with all of this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... a little convoluted, but it all works. I get, I think it all works perfectly. Yeah, it all works. Yeah. But it's it's exactly the same episode. The only change is their L in this situation, Sun Wu, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's playing the L role this time, didn't, you know, get shot in the head by a serial killer previously. No, she's had, she had, she had a situation. Yeah. Uh, We find out that, exactly, we find out, we suddenly get a bit of her backstory that hasn't even been hinted at before. Would have been good if they'd hinted at that before. Well, I don't know. You you knew that there was something there. So, at least I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she has that, um, what do you call it? The way she behaves with, you know, suspects. It's clear there's stuff going on with her and the way she deals with the team that she's got trauma in her past and we find out that it was they were tracking this guy who was kill uh, who was killing these uh who was attacking and killing these women and he kidnapped her and he killed a woman in front of her and she got rescued and then they tracked him down and got him but she still isn't over the trauma of it yeah she she still has on and off you know sort of problems with it they all kind of question cuz now that i mean i'm sure that um Team manager Kang would have known. Oh yeah, all of that. But Hyun now knows it yeah, because Hyun finds out. Hyun Jun finds out because of her boss at the time. Exactly. And um, you know, but they don't make a big deal of whether or not she should do this. She feels she's ready to do this baiting. Yeah. Um, and she behaves differently. She doesn't go out and um, have to go and look for him or anything else but she yeah does they don't some... do the they don't do that whole thing which is nice yeah you know i mean the the ultimately she gets caught because they as they're telling her that it's a security company she looks and sees the security truck and goes oh then gets hit over the head yeah because they thought they had the guy and they weren't watching because they were in a foot chase with the yeah. guy they thought it was but it wasn't him. yeah no, so yeah, and anyway, tra- I think it all tracks very logically. No, everything, everything in this episode basically tracks. I think it's better than the L storyline, um, yeah. simply because, well, simply because she's been there longer. There's trauma. She accepts that she's going. She's still working, you know, but she accepts her three months suspension. Mm-hmm. You know, until it gets to the point where she has to go in and tell. Well, and the thing that I liked is it's far enough in the past, right? Afterwards, yeah. Uh, of uh, Away from her previous assault that you don't get the idea that she is still suffering from acute PSD, PTSD the way Elle was. Like, there's this big no. problem in the original show that we talked about when we covered that. It's like, this woman got shot in the head by a serial yeah. killer in her own house and there three months her, ago yeah why is she back in the field exactly i mean well we've we go and listen yeah, to and our listen discussion to yeah. uh, of that because basically this is the same as so many of the others that are 
almost word for word. What I found interesting in this one, though, the one thing they do change is that in this one, it is the father who is so upset about his daughter and goes off and won't talk about it. And they, they, the, you know, the, um, translation is will did she leave a will no did she leave a suicide note yeah that but that's just an issue with translation yeah no 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 that's a translation yeah. issue that's what i mean yeah. it is a translation issue and i'm just but when yeah, i'm going you, will you re- why would you see like why are they talking about a will a will um, and then i got ah oh, yeah. yes a suicide note yeah and yes she and uh it's the mother who yeah. who, who brings, brings them the, the note yeah and it's it's just and again admit you know what had happened with his daughter and and copes his uh, the fact that his you know religious fanaticism led to his daughter killing herself and he can't cope with that and so he just shuts down but the the interesting thing of course is in the american story it's the mother who Who shuts down yeah yeah i mean it's, it's interesting it, no, and it's interesting, but it goes back to our conversation about their being willing to show men in emotional distress, in that kind of emotional distress, in a way yeah. that we're not in America. Yeah. Or not as com- I mean, they do do it from time to time, but they're not as comfortable just dropping that in there the way they are in these shows. Yeah. As I said, it's just a cultural difference. And oh, that's when, yeah. when and if anybody wants to talk about, you know men and women and the way they behave no i'm sorry it's not determined it's cultural it's 100 cultural because just and, look at all these other cultures and the different expectations of men and women in these other cultures there you go the only Ain't thing no that biology they, in it except the only thing you've got in all these cultures is a worship of the patriarchy <laughs> well yes obviously hey you know what you know, that that is <laughs> so in the second they built cities Men decided they were in charge, and that's kind of stuck ever since. It doesn't matter what society it is. Once they start civilization, yeah, men decide, and all these countries, and all these countries, and from what I've everything I've been reading about South Korea, it too had all of this heavy culture, and probably somewhat influenced by the Chinese as well, because they had. But you know, I mean, thirty-five palaces, nine hundred thousand people. Right? I'm going, yeah. Um, but you know, that was that was the that one little difference. Um, yeah. I know, and, and I then it's an again, difference because again, it shows us yes. the about how radically different we're expected. The genders are expected to behave in yeah. their society versus in our society. It's very interesting. Like, and as you're right, like, it's very interesting that little note that you get to see there that it's the, the father who shuts down that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, but that's because he's more, you know, I mean, the, the implication you get is that he is more in control of the religious stuff. Yep. Oh, that's clearly and, the implication. And, and the impl- the- and in, uh, in North America and in Western civilization, it's usually the women who are more yeah. religious. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's right? this big thing that you're assuming that the women are the ones who never miss church. The women's are the ones yeah. who are the most devout, who are keeping their family on the good path. Yeah. Whereas that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't seem to necessarily be an assumption here in Korea, yeah. the way it's an assumption in North America. It's mm-hmm. kind of fascinating, actually. Yeah, it was a nice joke, but I noticed that when it happened. I'm like, oh, it's the dad this time, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, uh, it, it's interesting to see. I mean, there we've had a lot of uh, mothers who 
cop out on their children, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, God. In this that we've covered, in the episodes that they've covered. I mean, there are cultural reasons why they pick certain episodes, I'm assuming. I mean, this one, I mean, there's there's no discussion of abortion, period. No. At all. That doesn't even enter into the discussion. The conversation, yeah. The conversation. Um, and, um, and then what is sensible and makes the episode work better is that Sun Wu is justified in killing this guy because this guy yeah. is going to kill her. Yeah. And she really didn't have a choice. No, she had to do it. Like they're having this conversation and she, he moves on her and she doesn't know the team is right outside the door. Like she's gotten, they're not screaming. Yeah. They're not saying we're on our way. She doesn't know that they're literally on the staircase running up to get her. Yeah. Right? And so it's, you got the moment where she did have to do it. And again, uh, that, that episode with Elle is better if, you know, they don't do the whole, her tracking him down later. Yeah. Like if she, that episode is better if she walks outside, walks up to the car and shoots him and says, I saw a gun in the car. Like he made a yeah. move for a gun. That, then that's a legitimately good episode. Here, there's literally no problem. The guy gets her gun and is waving it around, threatening with it. They have a fight. She gets the gun back, and he ref and like he keeps moving on her because he's got yeah. this thing in his head that, that you know, she's not going to shoot him. That she's not going to shoot him. She's weak. She likes it. She's got this. He's got this whole thing that yeah, these women all like it. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean that's a really yeah. common delusion yes. that rapists have. Yes. And it's well depicted here that it's like, mm -hmm. they're all grateful for what he does to try and give them a baby. And I'm like, and that was in the original, yep. but it's, it's more direct here. And the fact that we actually have get to have a, like multiple full scenes, like in the original, the villain was a complete cipher. We never really meet the guy until yeah. Owl shoots him. Right. Yeah. Whereas here, we get multiple scenes with this guy about his motivation, about his worldview, and he becomes a more well-rounded character. You really get why he, where he's coming from, and he's that much more loathsome. Oh yes, as a because result. you see the relationship with his, uh, you know, with. Actually, I shouldn't even say that because I'm not sure she didn't have an abortion. <sighs> no, she did have an abortion. Yeah, she yeah, did have an right. abortion. She they don't use. They yeah, don't she say said. It. They don't say it, but that's the implication when she says, do you think I was going to raise a child with you as the father? Yeah, because, again, he's a controlling, abusive <clears throat> monster who beat his wife all the time. And the trigger, and this is a thing that, you know, is well observed psychologically, yeah. the trigger to get her to leave him was is her she's... becoming pregnant and mm -hmm. her becoming like staring down the barrel at bringing this man's child into the world. And she just couldn't do it. And so yeah. she both gets the abortion and she leaves him at the same time. Yeah. And he tries and he, to kill her in broad yeah. daylight on the street and goes to yeah. jail. Yeah. It's, it's a good scene. And yep. it's a good scene. And but he only you gets, you, know, you know, he only ten, gets what, like, what, 10 months? 10 months to two, yeah. well, to, 10 months to two, to two years. years. And he gets out with good behavior and blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, all the people saw was him hitting her a couple of times. They didn't understand that you know they didn't hear the conversation they didn't know he was trying to kill her kill her yeah they just saw a woman like him well they must no 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 they grab him he's got the rock in his hand and he's about to hit her with it yeah 
and he's about to because she's on already on the ground. Oh yeah, that's when they all grab. I I think if I'm just hey, I don't know how the legal system in Korea works, but my assumption is if it was a full on attempted murder charge, he would have gotten a little longer in jail. I I can't. Well, yes, they. Well, yes, but but they're saying something about um, domestic violence. Yes, and we've already talked about the patriarchy. yeah. Yeah, so. You know, You're right. but they were this, still this married seems, at the time, so it is like it is not. Unlikely. You know, there is there, there is a problem. I mean, I did watch one of these K drama thingies on YouTube. Yeah, you know, uh, talking about how unrealistic the portrayal of many of the women are. Yeah, and their their life situations. And you one of the things that, she yes. commented on, yeah, before we started the show, and one of the things she commented on was the fact that. Um, that there's a lot of domestic abuse in um, uh, against women in um, Korean society in Korea, that doesn't get talked Korean about society. a lot in yeah. uh, the fiction. That doesn't get talked about a lot in the fiction. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So this, I mean, I get. So this is like the, even more accurate than we thought it was. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm wondering if they're not dealing in my head, maybe that's why they picked this episode. Now that we're talking about it, yeah, because it does show. Yeah, because the, the focus abuse. is so much on the domestic abuse, and this man's so. And the fact, yeah, the way he's this attitudes. controlling monster, yeah. You know, and and all these women, and he wants to, you know, and they're gonna, and she's gonna, she loves the way, you know, and she, it, it, it's it's just like it's just this constant. Barrage, yeah. and it's not the first time we've seen it. We've seen lots of abuse of children. We've seen lots of abuse of women. Oh, there's a huge amount. Like there's a huge factor of this show that is about like domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Like over and over again, that is a theme of the show. And you can say, um, you know, that's just true to serial killers because they are almost all the product of domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, like to a to a ridiculous extent, and. But you're right. Maybe that's why they wanted to make Criminal Minds at all, because it would give them an ha, give them an excuse to talk about this stuff that they normally wouldn't have. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like I'm. You're not seeing a lot of it in the other K dramas you watch. Like, yeah, and I haven't been watching a lot recently. But no, you don't see an awful lot of that particular. You hmm. see these. That no, you don't see. You do see that there is you know the hierarchical structure and when you get the political stuff you see some things um yeah. but no you not don't to the extent see we might not in american dramas on the subject well yeah i mean there's this is not uh svu you know yeah <laughs> jesus and that that just tells you you know so much csi all of those shows they I all don't deal know how... in that yeah they all deal with those issues I haven't run across too many of them in uh, yet. I mean, there there may ex- they may exist. Those shows because... may exist, and you just haven't seen them yet. Yes, well, so I'm not going. It's to not like you're going to stop watching Korean dramas, so you're going to be able to update us on this in the future. <laughs> but overall, in, yes. Overall, this was a very good episode. They yeah. did again. It's an improvement on the original. Like it's mm-hmm. one of these ones where they managed to by digging deeper into the psychology of the villain. And show how this kind of thing happens, how this kind of toxic masculinity and this idea of control really does, like this obsession with controlling women only leads to terrible places. Like it's, it's a really, like the first one was like, the first one had an interesting plot, but the L stuff got botched. 
Whereas here, yeah. by removing the L drama and the un- the massively unrealistic parts of that, like yep. by pulling that out, you get to focus on the psychological drama of the killer, and it's a much better episode for it. Yes, that's 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 what I would say. Okay. Um, so now we can move on to who? Whoa! The last two episodes. So this is something I think you called uh, right at the like, you know. Um, you called maybe back when we finished watching episode four, because we find out that the the Reaper has escaped at the start of episode five, right? Uh, and you're like, oh, so is he going to be Frank? And the answer <laughs> is yes. You were yes! right. You were He's totally Frank. right. They open it with the Frank scene in the diner. Well, they had to take something from somewhere else, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I'm just going, right? Yeah. How, just because one reference they, after another because they start with the Frank scene where you know that, he shows yeah. up, he's got a head in a bag. You know he's got a head in the bag from the minute he sa- they see them with this bag. We know there's a head in there. Uh, they don't reveal who it is for a full hour, and then we fl- and they do the same thing. We flash back to how we got here, and the thing yeah. that's so intriguing is when we flash back, we're like, uh, "Hey, remember when Sun Wu shot that guy? We're gonna need you to do some PR." For the NCI, because we're not looking great right now. So go to university, talk about the importance of profiling. Just like yeah. do something. And so they go and they do like a presentation and a Q and A about profiling. And then we're like, wait a minute, is this Zoe's reprise? <laughs> Suddenly we're watching Zoe's reprise, <laughs> which is amazing to come out of nowhere. Oh, but wait, he's killed her in exactly the style. Uh, and he sends, a le- like, the killer kills her and sends a video to the thing, at, like the Carla Homolka killer. So suddenly it's the replicator, too. <laughs> and then we find out that there are fan sites about the Reaper and people writing Reaper fan fiction. That the guys <laughs> are using their model to kill people. And we find out, wait a minute. We're watching that one about the the guys who wrote the pornographic stories about murder. <laughs> like, you just keep jamming in reference after reference after reference. To all the... Uh, in, I mean, that is just... I mean, it is fascinating. Like, for, for those who are have watched Criminal Minds again and again and again and again, you're going to love the last two episodes of this. Trying to figure out which stories they're actually referring back to. Yeah, it's like, how much can they cram into these last two episodes? And the answer is, quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah, they can get get a huge amount of content from the other episodes into these last two. Yeah, and I think... I mean, one after another, like, oh, wow. Every time one of these references popped up, I'm like, they did that? They did that? They did that? Like, yeah. way to go, and, guys. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, and then, then you get the re, you get the guys who are then doing the copycat killings. Yep. So you get a reprise of those, those three. Yep. Which brings me to a question. Please. I need, I have this serious question. Does nobody hook up their phone? to their car I in Korea. Not. I know it seems like they would, right? This is bizarre to me. Yeah. Even my 2016, which was at that time, yes, it was a little awkward hooking up my phone, not like when you've got a touch screen in the you know in the 20 and 21 cars. Yeah. You know, but my phone is automatically hooked up 
to yes. my your car, the, like your car, yeah, yeah. and I'm going. I know this is 2017. No, but I mean, but my, I, in my 2015 car, you can do that. No, that's been a thing forever. Yeah, but what I mean is, yeah, and I, I was just like it had struck me before, and I'd never brought it up. Yeah, and then this time when they're doing the reprise of the um, Mitch Pelagi, that yep. the little one, right? Yeah, why um, does she have to pull out her phone to try and dial it? Why can't she just yell into her phone, help? Yeah, exactly. Like just Or dial touch the button on her. Touch the button, button on, on the her. Thing. Yeah. And just immediately. All you have to do is, is touch a button on your steering wheel. Yeah, and so and just yell nine one one or one one two. It's one one two. Or help. What it's well, just no, I don't help. think I don't think help is gonna get it there, but you can say dot you can say one one two and it'll yeah. get you there. Hell, there mm-hmm. might even be an emergency button on phones. A lot of phones have an emergency button. Yeah. I yeah, think so mine does. It's weird I have a to Samsung, watch her try so. to dial. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's all the time. They're always talking on their phones. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. They, they're driving and talking on their phones. And holding up their phones. I know. It doesn't make a I lick know. of sense. These people and, have never heard of Bluetooth? Like Well, this is if it was if it was in in the middle of Alabama, I could understand it. This is Korea. But this is South Korea where they invented they They invented a huge amount of cell phone technology in South Korea. Samsung is a pioneer. And in fact, this episode, remember how I was complaining about the product placement that last week? (laughs) It happens again this week. Literally, the first thing, I didn't mention it, the first thing that happens in this episode, once we get to the flashback, (laughs) is uh, some news on um, Sun Woo's on uh, still on leave. Right. And so Nana and Min Young want to send her a message on the phone. And so, so they you spend get like f- a full minute of here's all the fun things you can do with a Samsung phone to send text messages. Like, what? <laughs> Why is this happening? But it was cute. It, no, it was cute. But it's like, seriously, <laughs> why is this happening? This should not be happening in this show. I they should needed not be a little more money for the end of the show. I get it. I get. Okay. It. Plus, they needed a little bit of comic relief. Oh, yes, that too. Because this it's episode, more, they were because contra- we're already terrified. Yeah, it's it's if bleak. you've Oof. if you have seen Criminal Minds America, you're already terrified. It was hard to watch. Well, and the crazy part is they do Frank one and Frank two. Because he goes back and he murders the rape victim from the previous week. In the hospital. And that's what they did in the Frank. That one was. Yeah. I could not take that. Oh, and they also do. They also do the final episode of Criminal Minds Suspect Behavior. Yep. Like all of the stuff they feed into this. It's incredible. Like, it's incredible, yeah. all of the stuff. Like, and every- they make it hang together. Oh, no, it all works perfectly. It That's all the works crazy perfectly. Part. It's this pastiche of, like, best... Of, it's two hours of all of the best of moments from Criminal Minds, all just crammed into one incredible hour of television. Well, two hours of television. Like, it's wow. And you get the guy who writes the books about serial killers gets killed. Yes. Oh my God. By the way, <laughs> um, going... one, one thing I'll say plot wise, one thing I'll, I'll say plot wise, that was... I feel like that guy should have gone into hiding the minute the Reaper like escaped from jail. Like the minute he found out the guy he'd been collaborating with on books for years had been the Reaper the whole time. 
What's that guy, uh, like, escaped from jail? Dude, he murdered your family? He's a crazy monster? Maybe move to Canada. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. Plenty of Korean people move to Canada. It's fine. Just They can come to a place like Sault Ste. Marie. Guess what? (laughs) Reaper's never going to find you in Canada. No, because you're going to anglicize your name. Exactly. You're going to anglicize your name. You're going to come. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be Paul Kong and he's never going to find you, you know? So there. But instead, he kept doing book tour stuff and profiting off of his connection to the, uh, reaper and so the reaper captured him and cut his head off and that's whose head is in the bag yes his he's david rossi (laughs) oh damn well no seriously yeah the guy who can't stop profiting off of killers yeah i mean you're not wrong i just think it's i just think it's not cool to call anybody david rossi Well, he if if he be, if it walks like a duck and it no, walks right. like you're a right. duck, you're you know. Right. I'm sorry. So you know. So obviously, somebody in this criminal minds didn't like David Rossi. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Oh I couldn't help it, particularly. No. Uh, but that's Please. what came to mind when I watched that huge display and everything. Yeah, of the book. they were having in I the know. meet and greet with the author and all of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and which... I'm going. And then, but the author hasn't turned up and we're like, oh, I know why he hasn't turned up. Oh yeah. Yeah. We all know why he hasn't turned up. Jesus. God, when he kidnaps the, the, you know, the stand in for, um, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's ba- daughter. Bayek. Uh, yeah. Bayek. Yeah. Bayek. Yes. And when he kidnaps Bayek's daughter and then we oh. see, and then they do this little thing where they're keeping a mystery about whose, you know, head is in the bag. So you see him open the freezer and there's like a body in there. Yeah. But we don't see whose it is. I'm like, why are you teasing us like this? I'm pretty sure it's the writer, but you're oh, it's so frustrating making us wait for it. Well, you know, that was that was what made the two hours work. You know, oh. you just had to wait for it. And I mean, I tell you right to the end. Do you know? Whether Bayek, right, is, is dead, or dead or not. I know. Oof. But they're doing the replicator, so the boss has to get killed. Oh, wow. But yeah, having like all of this replicator stuff and all of this Frank stuff and like just putting it, cramming it all in there. It's it's just amazing the job yeah. they did with these two episodes. Like, they took the essence of each of those those situations lines, and they crammed it in all into one huge episode. Yeah. It's really impressive. Like I, that's the thing. It's like I, I'd be like if you want to just watch two episodes and get the whole experience of Criminal Minds Korea, maybe just watch yeah. these two if you don't want to watch the whole show cuz they really like get everything that people like about Criminal Minds all crammed like this like yeah. all crammed <laughs> right into these two episodes. Oh, it's yeah. really I amazing. wish. Yeah, no, and I really, really, really want better quality. Well, hopefully someday we'll be able to get DVDs of this with good professional, like, excuse me, not fan subs. Yeah, and somebody... you get the yeah the the yeah I know that. Well, yeah, but that's the only way you can get it. I so know. I what are you going to do? Someday we'll get better. I'm not saying. <laughs> well, what happens? Yeah, it. just be like nice. what happens when he goes and saves the children, right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, they're the children. And that's the only time I went, why aren't you taking these children out? Oh, yeah. But and, I mean, 
But then it immediately he goes to see if any of them are alive. It turns out, of course, that this that the smoke is non-lethal. Yeah, there wasn't poison gas at all. And that's actually very smart on the Reaper's part because he wanted to um, he was doing this whole thing. But it's like, hey, I make deals and I keep the deals. If you let me walk out of this, you'll get the kids back alive. Mm -hmm. And just like with Frank, he does. They do. And but the, the joke is they didn't have to let him out. Because there wasn't actually any poison gas. The kids no, would have been uh, fine. But he knew, and this is the part I really liked, A, the reason he didn't use the poison gas is it is almost impossible to, like, use poison gas and no, like, at the amount that will harm but not kill people. We all remember what happened the time the Russian uh, special forces tried to stop a hostage situation in a theater and ended up yeah. killing all the hostages with poison gas. Yeah. They're like, oh, we'll just knock everybody out. Yeah, but you've also displaced all the air in the place. So yeah. now they're all dead. Thanks, guys. Uh, but yeah, and that's, I mean, so he did the smart thing. It was like, yeah, I'll say I'm using poison gas, but he wasn't really using poison gas. He just wanted people to be afraid because that's what he gets off And on. distract them so he and can get away. So he can get away for his next part of the plan. But yeah, he, again, he wants them, like, he gets off on controlling these authority Situations. Figures. Well, situations yeah. generally, but specifically With the authority controlling figures. these authority figures. He, yeah. like, the idea, it would be worth anything to him, and it is worth anything to him, because that's not part of Frank's character. Like, Frank did what he did to get his woman back. Yeah. Right? He's not obsessed with proving how, he wasn't obsessed with proving how smart he was to the cops whereas the reaper generally uh, genuinely is so the scene plays out differently because yeah. while frank was just assured that he was going to come out alive uh of the come out of the situation alive and get his and get his woman back the reaper is absolutely loving that there are 20 guys out there with assault rifles and they can't yeah. do a thing to him like he's getting such obvious pleasure from the way he's manipulating them. And it makes it feel, again, like a completely different character. And the same scene feels completely different than when Frank was doing it. Yep. Yeah. He's still the Reaper. Yeah. He's like, he's doing Frank he's stuff. He's still the, yeah. They found a way to have the Reaper do Frank stuff without it compromising the character at all. Without it feeling like, oh, they've just given one of Frank's scenes to the Reaper because they needed no. it to. No, 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 no. That doesn't, like, it's just okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't read that way it At doesn't all. feel that way if you didn't see criminal minds america you wouldn't have a clue yeah you would do this feels this was completely pretty much seamless how he would behave oh yeah no i i don't think i'm gonna agree with you 100 it is they did an incredible job of taking all of these disparate pieces and disparate characters and folding them into a single narrative it's incredible the job yeah they did. yeah i you know, it makes up for maybe that's they spent all their time on these last working on this. And that's that's why they did. They did almost complete remakes of some of the episodes they could do easy remakes of. Right. Yeah, because yeah, they it were working so hard on this one. They're like, this... let's just pick the episodes that we can do without worrying about cultural change or anything like that, uh, where we can just like literally take the script, translate it into Korean, figure out we have less care, fewer characters. So figure out who says what and then just go. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because because putting together this script for this, this last two episodes, 
in other words, this two hour marathon movie. Yeah. Because um, you could have it as a two hour marathon movie. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, you know, you're just sort of watching this. And um, it is sitting, that writing room must have been amazing. I know. To sit there because they had to have watched every single of criminal minds. They must have had every script. Yeah, absolutely they did. They had access. You know? I'm sure it's it's a it's a remake. They had access to all the scripts, but the fact is these guys must have sat down and watched every single mm-hmm. episode to decide how to formulate this. And that's yeah. incredible. And obviously straight and obviously um suspect behavior as oh, well. I, oh well, yeah, and suspect behavior. <laughs> I would love to talk to obviously, the writers of this yeah. show just because they are like there were some, again, there were some high moments and there were low moments to this series. There were places where they massively improved. There were places where they badly screwed up, right? Yeah. But, like, the the love for Criminal Minds, like, and the, the encyclopedic knowledge of Criminal Minds that is evidenced by these last two episodes. The fact that they managed to figure out everything that Criminal Minds is and hit on all of everybody's favorite episodes and all of the best moments and, well, not literally all, but I'm just saying a huge amount of the best moments, right? And cram it all in and have it make complete sense for all of the characters that they built because they're not just copy and paste characters. Nope. It's it's fantastic. It really is. is. It is stunningly... It, it is a stunning episode. It's just an incredible accomplishment. Like, it yeah. really is. And, spoiler alert, it's not a spoiler alert, the Reaper gets shot to death, and it's yes. beautiful. Yeah, even if you couldn't see it. <laughs> we see his face for one second. I'm like, that's the Reaper, right? The Reaper's dead? No, it is. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's yeah, happy. Okay, yeah. fine. But it's like, you can't <laughs> tell that it's him at all. They're like, what if, I mean, that's part of it because we're watching out of focus, you know, 240 copy right but it was very frustrating that we didn't get to see the reaper's body well i think and and i think you might have if it if you had been watching it originally yes it probably you did sure it's much clearer yes in the original 1080 version on your big screen because remember i mean he did put all that gas into this and this was real yeah this actually was toxic gas toxic gas and he has his uh gas mask on for half the scene so it's like you can't see his face for half the scene like it's yeah. they make it hard to and see i actually you know even though i i was i was 85 <laughs> percent sure that team manager kang was going to survive <laughs> you don't know for sure i wasn't 100 percent sure that that was going to happen no 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 and i was right you there know? with you I, he he does. It's a beautiful scene. He gets another fist fight with the Reaper. It's beautiful. You know, Jun Ho, uh, uh, sorry, Hyun Jo, uh, Jun sh- shoots the Reaper. It's all very well done. And yeah. I mean, I, I actually really liked it because the Reaper has them unload their weapons so they can talk. Yeah. Right. And then fills the room with gas. And you have this great scene where team manager Kang is having a fist fight with the Reaper. And yeah. Hyun Jun is just like on the floor. Finding bullets to reload his gun. His gun, yeah. Yeah, finding bullets and reloading his gun and getting the magazine at all. That was well, yeah, was because good. Team Manager Kang had had held some back in his hand. Exactly. 
Yeah. And gave him them to height. So you it, but he's got to get the magazine and reload it. So, yes. Yeah. Very yeah. good scene. Yep. Oh, very good. Like a very thrilling action scene that my only regret is we weren't able to see a bunch of what was going on. <laughs> it's a little smoky in there. Yeah. And that's by and design. Little, yeah. That's by design. Yeah. It was wow. smoky and therefore that translated into really fuzzy. Yeah. Fuzzy in the, uh, the bad version we watched on YouTube. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it, it was, you know, and then the final scene oh. where, you know, the final scene where he's, you know, trying to explain stagnation. I know. To his to son. His son. And, oh. and they're out camping. Yeah, camping on yeah. the beach. Yeah, right across from the city. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. This is like, this is Korea. It's yeah, kind of hard to know. get away from the cities. 50 million yeah. people in a tiny place. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard. Yeah. But no, they're, they're on this rocky camping on a rock. By the way, I've never thought about it, but camping on a rocky beach like that seems like a really nice idea. Yeah. It never occurred yeah. to me, but yeah, it's like camping on a rocky beach next to the shore. That does seem like that would be nice. But yeah, the mm-hmm. sweet scene he gets with, you know, the, the show's equivalent of Jack talking about how nothing, bio. nothing can stay the same. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. Yes, and then then the team shows up. Of course the team shows up. They're a surrogate family, damn it. (laughs) But they behave a little more like a surrogate family. Yeah, they do. And they're not, yes, and they're not drunks, and they're not... Yeah, they're not drunks. They don't have this terrible, toxic behavior. They're not constantly covering for each other's major flaws and looking the other way. As you know, they as they as their friends screw up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a much healthier relationship they have. <laughs> All round, they well, they just don't feel as co- they don't yeah. feel like they're codependent. They feel like they're actually supportive. It's yes, they nice. have well because they all have lives. Yeah, they do. They all have lot. That's the thing. I mean, we don't know much about Nana's life. No, Pe- the Penelope character because she was willing to give. Sun Woo money because she says well she says i don't have a husband i don't have kids i don't have anything so but i got lots of money so if you want some to buy borrow some to finally get buy a place instead of renting anymore go ahead for you and your niece and and the caretaker of course the yeah the nanny the the woman the older woman who is the caretaker the yeah caretaker on who lives there yeah who lives with them yeah, I suspect it's, lives with them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a very nice moment. But yeah, it's sweet. It's a very nice moment. I, oh God. Such Thank a, God they did it. I know. Because they, they begin, because they do it like a movie, they begin the credits. Yes, I and know. Going, That's that the it? end? But no, mid-credits scene. No, no. Mid-credits scene. Mid-credits. Let's go check back in with Han Buell. And I'm like, yeah. thank God. I mean, you're right. Thank God. <laughs> You know, because you needed that closure with him and his son, because yeah. you can't end the Reaper storyline without another scene with team manager Kang and his son, because yeah. that's that is what, you know, him being a single father now is what the Reaper storyline got us to. Yeah. And so now you, need you see to touch him. on that. And now you just see him yeah. being a father. And, yeah, he's not uh, going to. He's he's he has retired. The Reaper is gone. Yeah, he's willing. He to can step, retire, he, he can and he doesn't away. have to go into hiding, and he doesn't have to go into witness protection. Yeah. And 
Yeah. All that it's sort like of he stuff. Can, he can stop doing the job now. And if he comes back at yeah. some point, he can come back at some point. But it's like, he needs to get away from this job. He needs to deal with PTSD, but he couldn't do it while the Reaper was still out there. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. It was God. so good. It's it was so, it's so such good. such a satisfying finale. Yes. That's all I can say. Unlike, unlike the... The, the actual the, criminal minds finale yeah what I, I was going to call it a nasty name so that's, that's <laughs> i'm glad that you said a nice thing <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to be mean at this point we've we've seen that it can be done well and we and you know what so we'll just give them that yeah well yes you know because in in this criminal minds hotch never gets fired yeah exactly <laughs> so well, and that's the thing, is, like, they get this beautiful off-ramp for the Hotch character. Like, you could bring Criminal Korean Criminal Minds back for a second season and just have team manager rest, Kang not yeah. be there. And it oh, would still well, work yes. fine. Because they've closed out his story. And they've already told us that Sun Wu is going to take over. Yeah. Like, they're clear that Sun Wu is ready to take over the team, so... And it's happening gradually. It's not like... Oh, damn it. Uh, Emily's here now. So, like, we lost Hodge. So, I guess Emily's running the place now? No, you didn't set that up at all. Even a little. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even set that up a little, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, um, you know what my favorite story about uh, Criminal Minds was? I was listening to a podcast with um, Paget Brewster on it. Mm-hmm. My favorite recent story. is So, she came back for the... Uh, you remember she came back for the... Uh, um the the copycat episode right yeah uh the season before she took over for hotch in season 11 she came back for the copycat episode and and then and that's how they knew she was willing to come back because she's like you know if you guys need me again uh i'll be happy to come back and then they did all that wonderful thing that she got every all of the women a raise which is fantastic great work yeah but the, the part of the story i loved most was that when she was back working on criminal minds again her big takeaway was, why did I quit doing this? <laughs> like, why did I ever stop doing this? This is the easiest job in the world. <laughs> it's like, literally, like, you got like 15 lines a week. <laughs> like, this, this is what I thought. I thought it was better to go and hustle for jobs and like go on auditions. That's what I thought was better than just showing up, reading my 15 lines, going home with a big paycheck. Yeah, except except that I suspect if she really goes back and sees why she quit. Oh no, no, because it's because she honestly, yeah. it's because she was distant from all of the frigging emotional abuse she suffered during all of that nonsense of them trying to fire the women because of what a scumbag was in charge of CBS. We know why she really quit. Yeah, but now that all of that stuff has receded, unless Moonves has been fired. The- like, yeah, all of that's gone. Now she walks in and it's like, this is just a really easy job. Yeah. And I kind of love that from her. Just the yeah. idea that she's admitting, yeah, this ain't a hard job to do. I really respect that she was willing to say it. But yeah, like I, I could see doing it. I mean, they're probably not going to do another season. It's been four years and no, there's no news. So we can assume yeah. this is dead. But yeah, I'd, I'd watch it if Sunwoo took over the team and they just kept doing the show. Like yeah. they're they're all likable characters. We didn't dig into any of them the way Criminal Minds did, but Criminal Minds had a lot longer to work with. Fifteen years. Had fifteen years to develop these characters. These guys didn't do it well. Years, well, yeah, but between uh, fifteen years of between twenty and twenty six episodes a year. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. Wrap your head around the fact that one season of Criminal Minds had like 26 episodes. That's insane. That's half the year. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like Criminal Minds had plenty of time to deal with these characters in a way that Criminal Minds Korea didn't. And while I would have liked them to dig in more, I think we got enough. Right? To be yeah, comfortable it, with these people and to enjoy their journey. And and to, you know, and I th- I think the level of realism and the fact that, well, I mean, the thing is, is that they do have lives outside each of them. Yeah. Got set up with some kind, well, except for, except for the Matthew Gray Goobler. Yeah. Which, oh, well, yeah, we won't even talk. I mean, he doesn't, we, he doesn't really have all that much. No. Ever. And, and it's in some ways you don't even miss it. Well, I mean, it's so, you don't miss it. Because you, because, and I think that they made the choice to, to take the key stuff that he is and use that. And you can see him easing up all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, and he does a lot more work with Nana. Yep. And I think that, they made the wise choice not to create a complicated character because they couldn't do it in one year. Yeah. They're not going to have time to do his stuff. Yeah. So let's just not do his stuff. Let's just have him be there. He's helping out. He's positive. He's a member of the team, but yeah, it's weird at the end of the show, the one who was the least developed. Yeah. Is Spencer Reed. When Spencer Reed is like the headline character of American criminal minds. Well, not only that, but he's, yeah, he's the most developed. Oh, no, by far. And he was the most interesting in some ways. I mean, Um, the people listening to this have already heard our hour and a bit of talking about Spencer Reed. Spencer Reed, And the the journey that character goes on. And But it's so interesting that it's like, they knew, like, what Spencer Reed was to the original. And then, right, he just, they just made the conscious decision not to make him the focus and to make the Derek L new guy on the team the main focus that isn't team manager Kang. Yeah. Or Luke, as I call him. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, you're right. It is Luke. <laughs> as yeah. as I call him. No, you're right. Everybody is, seems to Luke. think. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's the funny thing is, is when you read it, they, they do say he's the Derek character and everything else. And no, I'm he's sitting Luke. there going, no, he's not. He's Luke. He's absolutely Luke. You were completely right with that observation. You know, except he's not going to be interested in Nana. No. I think I think that if this were, were to develop, you would see Nana and 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 Matthew Grey Goobler yeah. character get together eventually. Lee, Han Lee. Yeah. Han yeah. Lee, because they do work very and they have, well they, together. They, they have and, great chemistry in their scenes. Like yeah, 100%. they have great chemistry in their scenes. So you could see that kind of thing developing and you could see, like I could see what they could do with another season. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, uh, but I think at some point they would have to start creating their own sort of stories. Yeah. But let's not and forget I, that Luke only suddenly, uh, only suddenly decided he was interested in Garcia at the end. No, no, only <laughs> because Garcia wrote that episode. Oh, yeah. Well, Let's yes, that's true. Why this out of nowhere. <laughs> Luke is interested in Penelope. Penelope comes in. Oh, wait, the prettiest man in the world is in love with my character suddenly? What a coincidence that I wrote this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but we were all happy that no, no, we, we were all happy, hot. but it's it's funny. It's, I mean, we, yeah, we love it. That's true. It was very funny, though. 
Yes. Uh, we, it we did love it. It was, just, it, it was great because of how out of nowhere it came. Yeah. And the funniest part is it came out of nowhere. And yet you called it in the first, like the second episode of the season when they're all at that party. And I'm like, yeah, suddenly the suddenly his girlfriend's not there anymore. What happened? And you're like, well, they're going to get him together with Garcia. I'm like, seriously. But yeah, you were right. You were 100. Yeah, I right. was right. Yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. can. I mean, I mean, I had no illusions about criminal minds. I tell you, <laughs> it's true. I mean, in the beginning, it was great. I loved, you know, um, oh, yeah. the Forrest Whitaker one. Oh. Um, of course, Beyond Borders. So notice nothing from Beyond Borders that shows is, up in yeah, this. Yeah, it is notable. Like we never, I mean, by the way, it would have been hilarious if there was like a reversal and an American showed up and started killing people based on <laughs> weird, like American Christian, his weird American Christian beliefs are causing him to kill people. That would have been fantastic. But they did not do that. <laughs> Well, I don't think that they would have been allowed to by no, the powers that be. I'm, I am sure that somewhere or another in the... Yeah. There, there were a lot of restrictions probably it in the, surprise me. the yeah. thing that in they the signed to adapt yeah. to the yeah, adaptation in, agreement. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't shock me at all. Because <laughs> I do think... That would have been yeah. the funniest thing to have ever happened, though. Yeah. Like, they talked about this weird kind of American Christianity that causes people to kill. Like, yeah. Oh my God, if it had been a Mormon killing people thematically after Mormonism. <laughs> the oh, strange, these strange anthropological, <laughs> I can just say it now. Right? <laughs> if they're blessed uh, underwear. I, no, he's obsessed. And just he's, see it. The, they wear, oh my God, this is their He's a Mormon. He went underwear they're running. And he, these notes, he seems to believe he's getting his targets from golden plates because <laughs> if you say it out loud it all sounds like the kind of nonsense they would always say on criminal minds beyond Borders. about other cultures about other cultures exactly god that show is so racist oh god so xenophobic so racist so horrible how as is it I, allowed as, on television that's what i said who the hell greenlit that what is wrong with you people because again them traveling the world and rescuing you know americans in trouble isn't a problem it's the way you framed it that's the problem. <laughs> yes. Oh, that show. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I could have seen this going further. Like, it it's so interesting because as we talked about earlier, right, by having the Derek be the like this Luke character, they have this key lead and you don't have this confusion. Right? Right. You got the guy. He's the guy who chases people. He's the guy who's the lead. And you don't have this confusion that criminal minds over always had which is whose show is this yeah right in this show you have a lead man you have a lead woman who are both clearly the lead who get the most to do and then you have their boss who's an integral character who gets a lot of important story moments mm -hmm. but i mean let's face it with the lead man and the lead woman you know sun woo and hyun jun spend almost as much time with han buell on the show as team manager Kang, Kang does. Kang does. Well, what's really what's really interesting, right? Too, yeah. is that when you look at those the YouTube K, K drama things, yeah. you know, they put them together. And it's like they were a couple. Well, no, and I'm sure that it's yeah. like the fans would have loved to see them get together because, again, yes. good chemistry. Yeah, you know? no, and for sure. Yeah, they have good chemistry. They would work as a couple if they wanted to do it that way. It could have led to an interesting story. There's just no time for that if they only have 12 episodes, 20 episodes, and they're just doing yeah. one season. 
And that's yeah. the thing. You can't do all of this Reaper stuff and all this backstory stuff and also do a romantic subplot. Uh, now, here's the thing. If they wanted to use their extra 20 minutes that they have an episode to do romantic subplots with the characters, they could have, but they didn't do that. They used all of those extra 20 minutes to make the mysteries more interesting, and yeah. it's a better show for it. And and to make us, it, it make them even creepier. Oh, God. And even more, more horror, terrifying. You know. Yeah, no. The extra yeah. time they spent with the killers was completely justified, and that's why we maybe didn't get any romantic subplots, but the show's better yeah. for it. 100% yeah. the show's well, and it's because you can because what happens is that you understand that their obsessions are complete yeah. like you don't get caricatures the like from my perspective anyway they're not so much characters as they are these horribly driven men because mm -hmm. even with the reaper when they yeah. when they are having the Frank scene, right? Yeah, he digs into why the Reaper did what he did. You know, and then he burns the hospital. And then the Reaper later on says, yeah, but you don't know that I sat there and watched them dying. <laughs> Jesus, I know that. Wasn't that line amazing? Oh, my God. Let's, you know, let's talk I'm just about going. your profile. You don't know me as well as you think you do. Like, Jesus. One thing after another, they bring and up. that, oh. but that. Means and by the way, that... by the way, we didn't even mention the the on fire hospital was a reference to Lucky. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, sorry, like we didn't even mention that there was yet another reference. I'm sure if if we keep thinking about it, we're going to find even talking, more. Right. We would find more, but we're not going to keep we're not going to keep this thing. No, it's no, not no. We'll, we'll wrap this up long. in a second. We'll wrap this up in a second. But, <laughs> but I just want to say that, I mean, it is a reason. There is a clear reason I think we're being so yeah. effusive in our praise. Like, because we had such an emotional journey with this show. Because it has such a profoundly great opening. Like, it does such a good job with that first two hours. And then the yeah. Reaper episode completely changes everything you think you know about the show Criminal Minds. And then they just did good episode after good episode. And then like the emotional journey we go on. Cause it's like, then the episodes start getting mediocre and you're like, Oh, what happened? That guy got fired. And we're like, is it going to have a bad ending? Are they not going to stick the landing? So like the relief we felt <laughs> when they didn't just stick the landing, but managed to like condense the entirety of the show criminal minds into a into two hour movie. Two hours. Let, let me put it this way, and that's yeah. why the minute I saw the, how it was opening, you had to how it me. was opening. I said, "Oh God, they're going to do it." Yeah, and we're going. I be didn't fine. think they were going. Yeah, it was going to be fine. I didn't think it would be this good. No, and that's the thing. Even when I saw they were doing the Frank stuff, I had no idea it was going to become this like uh, this this Cole's notes of the entire show, yeah. where you if you where you end up watching this and you feel like you've seen the entire show, Criminal Minds. All yeah. in one episode. It's it's a magnificent ending. So few shows get an ending this good. I know. I you know. It's, know. It's amazing. Like they they did an incredible job. And I mean, I don't take back anything we said about their bad episodes. Okay, I don't. I'm no. Not, well, they were bad episodes. They did make mistakes. But this episode, these two episodes, prove that they understood what Criminal Minds was perfectly. Yeah. And they managed to make, like, they managed to make Criminal Minds work in a way that it almost never did in the original. And I mean, yeah. It's true. Well, and it's true. 
because remember when we started talking about the show, we talked about the advantage they had, which is like they're not having to come up with their own show. They're able to look at what Criminal Minds did wrong and say, here's how we fix it. They were they were literally professionally doing what we do as amateurs. Yeah. Like we as amateurs who aren't being paid to do this are just sitting there looking at, okay, well, how could criminal minds have done this better? And then saying how criminal minds could have done it better, but they were actually doing that. They were, they had this list of episodes and they're like, okay, we're going to do all the episodes people like the most and we're going to fix them. Right. And we're going to take anything that was wrong. We're going to make it better and we're going to make it fit to Korean standards, obviously. But then like that that seemed to be what they were doing but then the fact that they didn't stop do- with just doing that but in fact went and changed and like oh we're not just fixing an episode we're completely doing the whole show it just the feat of this the accomplishment of these two episodes not yeah. only cuz you know it's a perfect ending but it's like to show an understanding again this I know it's a crazy thing to say, but it's like Criminal Minds Korea is like the Fargo of Criminal Minds. Where we like, we grabbed all the stuff we liked the most and we made it all work together perfectly. Yeah. And I would, and I would say, I mean, the, the thing that I'm happiest about is that they are consistent in their worldview throughout. Yep. They never, like, there's not they- this constant oh well you know sometimes serial killers are just crazy you know oh well no the the, these people are just you know sad Uh, it's completely unfortunate these parents had a complete monster of a child no that's not how it works that's and and they stuck with it and yeah from beginning to that and that makes it work Mm -hmm. right to that the last with the reaper still giving you more crap yep well, no, and I think that's clear. And I think that's part of what's so important. And you always talk about them not having a character Bible, right? But, and it's and it does feel that way sometimes on Criminal Minds, that they didn't have, like, this document that says who these people are and why they do the way they do. But it, it's fundamental to the show. That lack of understanding who these people are and why they, what they uh, do what they do is fundamental to everything, all of the flaws of Criminal Minds. Because if you don't have a concrete worldview... Yep. How do you decide what your characters are pushing up against? Yep. And they never did. Well, I mean, someone actually pointed that out that like, that's why the ending for um, Harry Potter is so disappointed. Everyone so much is that it's like, um, Harry Potter doesn't actually want to change anything about the world. Like for Harry Potter, this world where magicians are secretly running anything. And he's a special boy who gets to be the best and there's slavery and there's economic inequality. He's fine with every single part of that world, except for the one guy who's a Nazi and wants to openly rule humans instead of secretly ruling humans. And it's like so unsatisfying because you get to the end of the story and Harry Potter's like, no, I'm just, I'm just fine with the status quo. (laughs) You know? I got to live my dream of not getting killed and joining the wizard FBI. Like, Really? That's what it was all building to? Yeah. And But this one, like, because they figured out what the show was about, they knew right from the start what the show was about, they knew how to challenge the characters, and they knew how to get to a satisfying result. Yeah. And Criminal Minds, because it never understood what the show was trying to say. I mean, for the love of God, it took us five... Wait, 
okay, so of the five episodes, a bunch of those were close to two hours. So, like, we spent something like seven hours trying to figure out what the show is trying to say. And that's seven hours more than the people who make Criminal Minds ever spent trying to figure out what the show is saying. Yeah, and then when we did figure out what the show was saying, it was like, oh my god. It was deeply upsetting. <laughs> yes. And that's and that's why and that's why Prodigal Son is so much better. Because yeah. in the first ep the first scene of the first episode, you know, he comes out and he says, This is what our show wants to say. Yeah. Monsters and it has- are monsters aren't born, they're made. Does that mean I'm fated to be a monster? Yep. That's the first scene of that show. And then we spend the rest of the show trying to answer that question. Yeah, and we never get an answer because we need another season <sighs> well, or yeah, two or three. Or three or four. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, but this but, one ends. Key, but I just want to point out one more thing. And the, the genius of Prodigal Son is when it at, when it's at its best, which is most of the time, the episodes are about that. They find a way to make every episode about that theme, about child abuse, about control, right? About the parents and children and about what your parents expect you to be. Well, that's exactly what what this criminal minds Korea. Yes. Right from the start. They knew what they were. They knew what it was a show, uh, what kind of show it was because they started it with a story of horrific abuse against marginalized children in a jail and showing how that created monsters down the line. Yeah. What's really, what's really um, interesting from, okay, what was I going to say? There was something there that just struck me that, that this this show, no, this show didn't ever get off the issue of, control and power no and the in the raw exercise of power yep and how damaging that is yes about how this obsession with power turns people into monsters yeah and from the little to the big yep yeah always that's always a sub theme in these episodes And and so and that's why you get so many of the episodes are about families because the most important power structure in people's lives generally are their parents, their parents and their children. That relationship is the key way that people learn about power structures in the world. Yeah. And as I said, and I, and I, uh, and I really liked the fact that they didn't slide over the impact of their job and what it does to them. No. You know, the answer in criminal minds, America is that they just drink more. (laughs) They don't ever deal with what the what their job does to them. Now they just drink more. No, they just drink and they and shut up about whereas it. Whereas here, I mean, for heaven's sakes, you see team, team manager, manager Kang, Kang. Yeah. You know, looking at his pills and knowing that mm-hmm. he can't get off them until. Yeah. I, and this this these last two scenes, right? He just looks, you know, and you know he just wants to get off these damn pills, but he can't. Yep. Because at least they're stop they're controlling this terrible PTSD. Yeah, because he will like he will devolve into shakes and he will become his nightmares. He will just like have nothing yeah. if he doesn't if he stops taking the pills. But he doesn't like what the pills as long are doing as, to him. And, oh, as long as he's doing this job, he needs. That's the pills. what's going to happen. Yeah, and 
and you see it even with Sun Wu in this last episode, mm -hmm. the, the, second the second last, last episode. episode. Yeah. Right. That even she still has, like, obviously she didn't have really much mm -hmm. PTSD left. So this is more like a memory as opposed to a specific triggering incident. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's more like a memory rather than a trigger that just yeah. pops out out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, there is a there's a reason and a rationale. So she has come along this much along the journey. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that's I, I, I just went, OK, at least they're dealing with this as if it is real and it is a real consequence to doing the kind of job they do. Yeah. And they started that right in that first two episodes. Yeah. You know, and that this is a hard job and we have to constantly remind ourselves because we're seeing the worst of humanity. Mm -hmm. We have to constantly remind ourselves that we're there to save somebody. Yeah, that we do good. That we are doing good. And even if it's ultimately future, the people that these, once these people are gone, away and once we find them there are all these people we will save sort of in absentia you yeah. know oh yeah and that's the truth it's like they would have killed more people if we don't catch them if so we it's don't like yeah even them, if we didn't save on. this one even if we didn't yes. save this one the very fact that we stopped this killer means other people are going to live who otherwise wouldn't yeah it's a good really, message yeah and what happens is is the witches the witch's house was one of those clearest ones, right? Yeah. Because they kept taking children and, you know, oh. uh, you know, new children because the children aged out. They needed children between a certain age and once well, yeah, the children it's the aged edge. out. Yeah, and the only child they kept around for a long time was their first victim who had yeah. become their partner. Yeah. Or at least they thought was their partner, but he yes. was always looking for a way out. Yeah, their adaptation of Matt Gubler's episode, first big episode, was so good. Yeah. Once once you once you get away from needing his of, artistry. Yeah. From like uh, it's assume, a really it's, it's a solid it's really good. Yeah. It's a solid I'm episode. Just, it doesn't take anything away from the original. No, no, no. But you know me. I'm just obsessed yeah. with what an artist this man is as a director. Yeah. And it just pains me that it's like he was working on this whole other level than all of the other directors were working on. And I mean, yeah, it was weird in retrospect to find out that his style was entirely cribbed from the guy who made out uh, The Fox. That was a big surprise when we went back yeah. and watched The Fox. And I'm like, did Matthew Goobler direct this episode? It's got the big dramatic choices. It's got the mute, like the, the overbearing uh, omnipresent musical cues. It's got Tony Todd in it. Yeah. How is this not a Matthew Googler episode? <laughs> yeah. And the answer is no, that was his that was his template for what he was gonna do. And he went he went bigger and better with his episode, but that's the template he used. Yeah, and that and it doesn't matter. You, no, of course you take you, you take, take what from you geniuses. Can. You take from yeah. geniuses and you build on it, and that's what he did. He took the most artistically interesting episode of the first season and said, What if the whole show was this? And then we turned it up to eleven. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fascinating, really. Oh, my God. All right, so... Yep. And then, of course, we have the tragedy of the late period Matt Goobler episodes where he didn't have the time or resources or who knows to do anything yeah. artistic at all. And it's just a generic episode of television that could have been directed by anyone. I'm looking at you, 
Uh, I'm looking at you, the uh, the Lance Henriksen episode. <laughs> which, of course, only has one great thing about it. That And, I mean, that was one of my favorite stories from all the commentaries we listened to. The fact that he told that, that Derek couldn't get there emotionally. And so he just said, um, Lance... I'm going to need you to keep screw pretend you're an old man who can't remember his lines. Just keep <laughs> screwing up lines until Shamar is so pissed off that he starts ye- really yelling at you. Yeah. Damn. And the thing is, even when he didn't get, even when he didn't get to do his artistic stuff, the man was a great director. Yeah. And that's, that's what the big takeaway. All right. Well, so. you know what's interesting? Yeah. J- just to talk about Matt, who he took it off of, it was Guy Norman B. Yeah, Guy Norman B. Thank you. The guy who never wanted to leave Canada. Yeah, I know. Yeah, who just kept making TV shows in Canada for the rest of his career. Thank you. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. All right. Okay, so okay. Uh, that was Criminal Minds Korea. It was fantastic. Yeah, it you really know, was. It really was. I'm so yes. glad we did this. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's I, stuff we can complain about, but. Honestly, but they're not. It's, it's, it's details. When you, when you have an ending this good, everything else is just details. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, and that is despite, I mean, our biggest complaint is the quality and that has nothing to do with anybody because we have, I have already thanked. Yeah. Profusely. On one of the episodes, the people who put these up for us to be able to watch Watch. them. Yeah, no. You know, and there are things that we don't understand. It would be interesting if 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 we finally, you know, understood them. As I said, you know, it's almost almost, but not quite. I got too many other things to do. (laughs) Almost enough to make you want to learn Korean. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to actually see what's going on. Yeah. But it's it's a fantastic show. It really is. There, there are some doldrums in that second half, but it ends, it's, it's the old saying that it's like, if you get a strong ending, people will forgive you anything. Oh, and yeah. that is true. That is one, that is, is true. Proof positive. Of As we concept. say, I mean, and, and to be honest, yeah. that's how many times over 15 years of criminal minds did we say everything was going so well and then they, they screwed it up the at the end. end. They botched the ending. It's how true. many times did they You're botch right. the ending? Yeah, I mean, that's like the one characteristic that will always be true of Criminal Minds is they'll screw up an ending. If they if they if could they possibly can. screw if it they, up, if there's a they part will. of the plot they can screw up, they will they screw will. it up. You know, it's so bizarre. Oh, yeah. It, it was really bizarre is. when we were watching it. Still, it's like I, I don't understand it. No. But anyway, all right. that's that. This that's was a wonderful that. show. We recommend it highly, even if you have to watch it. In the yes. worst possible condition the way we did. Uh, yes. But we will say this. Um, this is going to be weird. But this is the last time we're going to be talking about Criminal Minds for a while. Yeah. Until, uh, because uh, our, our, well, no, we we're, we might have some other Criminal Minds stuff to talk about. We don't know. New, we don't, we can't predict. We're no. definitely going to be talking about Criminal Minds again when the new season starts. Well, the new yeah. show starts. Yeah. Um, because, you know, legally it's a new, ent- a new entity. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking about when the new show starts, but we don't know when exactly that's going to be. There's no release date yet. They haven't even started, finished writing and started filming it yet. So, 
obviously we don't know when we're going to be back talking about criminal minds but we're not going anywhere yeah Join no, us. no, we got used yeah. to this. We got to do this at least once or twice a week. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to be back uh, with Style Section, the Wise Guy podcast, and every Wednesday. Yeah. And at the same time, expect to see just regular episode, like weird episodes showing up on uh, Tuesdays or Thursdays, depending on which one we do, uh, do it to. Personally, I'd about. like to keep uh, Thursday for Criminal Minds related episodes and Tuesdays, yeah. as usual, there are other stuff. So we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about movies. We're going to cover other TV shows. Seriously, get your recommendations in for stuff you want us to cover. I mean, I may be able to convince the doctor here to finally sit down and watch all of Hannibal with me. You know? <laughs> yeah, you might. I might. Cause I, you know, we never watched it together. Exactly. And we never really talked about Hannibal. We've talked about episodes we liked about, but we never just sit down and really had a conversation about, about Hannibal. The whole thing, because if you want a show that is going to and that and the ending, well, I don't know whether you call that a satisfying ending or whether you call that a it is either the most appropriate. No, it is no, it is either the most satisfying ending in history. Or the most frustrating cliffhanger in history, depending on your feelings about the show. Well, depending on how much Sherlock Holmes you've read. <laughs> that, that too. That too. That definitely factors in. So yeah, we're not going anywhere just because this is our last Criminal Minds episode for a while. For a while. There's style section on Wednesdays. There's going to be, um, it's not going to be every Tuesday, but most Tuesdays we're going to have some other show we're talking about. Don't worry. Well, and there's all sorts of things we've promised to do. Exactly. Like we've promised to do the book, the the second Alienist yeah, book, exactly. Angel and of I'm, Darkness. I'm reading it right now. That's my point. Yeah. So you there's so what we'll I'm saying is for there's plenty of stuff coming. It's still going to be Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And if we have stuff in the real world to talk about, that'll be the Sunday shows just like ever. So just because this is our last Criminal Minds episode for a while, don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be back even before Criminal Minds comes back. Uh, but for now, as always, if you have any questions or comments, drop them on profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love some recommendations because as you hear, heard, we've run out of criminal minds. Uh, yep. So I know it's crazy, right? Uh, so absolutely drop us a line there. If you would, um, oh yes, if you're listening to this on some sort of app or podcatcher, please rate and review it because that's how people find the show. And of course, the big one, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, au revoir. Have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.